And we are live and we are back. Let's go. I'm Corey, your host. One half of the Corner Full Effect podcast. And I'm back like I never left with another installment of Wealth Wednesdays. Here on the Corner Full Effect podcast, we discuss health and wealth, finance and fitness and everything in, be- in between. And we want to make sure you save more and say less and keep making better your best. Yes, yes. However, my co-host is back. Jordan, I believe we're going to do a every other week for the Corner Full Effect episodes with fitness and finances so we're going to start that but if you don't know he was on paternity leave but now he's back so we're going to start doing every other week to get him up to speed but in the meantime i started dropping wealth wednesdays where we get straight to finance topics and i've been continuing those and going to continue those that's what y'all tuning into right now but before we get started so i know y'all see the topic of the video and y'all want to see what we're going to talk about what is he about to talk about today Make sure to hit that like button. Shout out to the YouTube algorithm. Make sure you share and subscribe as well and leave the rate and reviews on the podcast platforms. All of my information as well as Jordan's information is in the show notes of the YouTube video. You can follow me at stop. Follow me. <laughs> That's Jordan. You can follow Jordan at stop stalling J and you can follow his business page at finally fit. Oh, six. That's going to be on Twitter and no, Instagram and Facebook. And then his personal account is on Instagram, Twitter, and TikTok. Then myself, I'm sideline underscore Corey, Twitter, Instagram, and TikTok as well. And then, like I said, you can check out all of our information in the show notes. And you can check out Jordan's fitness website as well, finallyfit.live. All right, but as I said, we get straight to it. Oh, by the way, student loan. I still got the student loan tabs. Shout out to the student loan live stream. Okay, I, I did not think it was going to be f- almost four hours, but it almost was. But please check that out so you can see what you need to do to make sure if you decide to go to college, you're making the best financial decision. To give you a hand, it's going to be towards the end of the episode. But if you want to see the whole way, as far as who impacted the most by uh, the student loan debt, when there was a lot of different data on there that was shocking to me that I never heard before, but there's a lot of great information um, in that podcast. You can you know break it up into chunks, but if you want to be more well-versed on the current student loan situation and like what is truly going on as far as who's impacted by it and how people get impacted by it as far as the decision-making process and how much college costs, that is a great episode to check out. But today, you'll know what we're about to do. I'm about to share the screen. Nope, we're not going to CNBC today. Where am I? Where am I going today? What is this? Finance.buzz. How well can y'all see that? I'm assuming a little bit more. Better. Yes, we are finance finance buzz. Five signs you're doing better financially than the average American. So it's a good place to see where you're at at the start of the year. And as you always know, these names be crazy. But finally, Michelle Smith. This is probably the easiest name. That I've ever gotten. Michelle Smith updated 20, uh, December 29, 2022. Use these measurements to see how you stack up against your peers. And this was also edited by Chris Kissel. Now, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to say this. I have not looked at these five things. My guess is savings, debt management, and investing is going to be on here. Income might be on here, but but we'll see. All right. Let's see. Comparing yourself to others isn't always the best idea, right? Compare yourself to yourself. But it can come in handy if you're trying to gauge how well you're doing financially. I wouldn't be surprised if credit scores on here as well. For example, do you save enough compared to others in your age group? How does your emergency fund match up against others who have put away money for a rainy day? Keep reading. These five metrics can help you figure out where you fit financially compared to the rest of the country. Okay, first thing, there we go, savings. 
first thing I recommend, right? Well, sixth thing in the financial house, but you know, you need to have some savings first, maybe seven thousand dollars. Shout out to Dave Ramsey, the Ramsey Network. But yep, do you have more than forty five hundred dollars in savings? Not that thousand dollars, not even three to six months, because pretty much everyone's three to six months. Their three months is going to be more than forty five hundred, because that breaks down to fifteen hundred. Um, a month, but it's saying more than half of Americans, 51%, have 5,000 or less stored in savings accounts, according to Motley Fool. Additionally, 35% had 1,000 or less saved. Wow, that's that's whew. 35% of people have a thousand dollars less, which is around that 40% number that we always see. The median amount Americans have tucked away is 4,500. That means half Americans have more than that amount and half have less. Okay, 4,500. So give yourself a pat on the back. If you have at least that much saved, then get to work saving even more. Yes, three to six months of emergency fund. If you just check that off, you will have more than $4,500 saved because it's highly likely that your one month of expenses is more than $1,500. And was at least that. So you'll be at that $4,500 mark. My general recommendation is if you can't really decide how much you want to have saved, quote unquote, and like how much is too much too little, I say roughly have $10,000 for each living thing you plan on being responsible for. So if you're single, right, you have no children, you would have $10,000 saved. And then if you go and get married, somebody in the same situation, they would also have 10K. So that boom, like 20K for, right, for a newly married couple, no kids, right, and assuming you have no debt. You know, 20K is not bad. Obviously, we can talk about liquidity. How much should that actually be in high yield savings? Should you invest some of it? But as far as the general bar park, 10K is usually going to put you around your three months floor because most people's necessities, the bare necessities is going to be around 3K. Obviously, if you're an emergency fund, you're looking at your entire budget. It's going to be a little bit more than that. But 10K is going to be a, a good initial starting point. Yeah, you got 1,000, right? 5,000, 4,500. But if you're trying to save like a good amount of money, 10K, is a great place to start. You have more than 30, more than 30K in your 401k. That's a, that's a uh, very large amount. Okay, we got age breakdown. According to Vanguard's How America Saves 2022 report, these are the medium amounts Americans between the ages of 34 and 54 have saved in their defined contribution plans. So 34 to 44, they've saved 36,117. And ages 45 to 54, they saved 61,530. Both of those numbers are too low. If you're 54 and you got 61,000 saved, my goodness, you're, you're behind. Shout out to the catch, catch up contribution at age 50. By the way, if you want to know you're behind with your 401k or even your IRA, the catch up contribution age is 50, and catch up means you know you got to be behind to catch up. So if you're in your mid 30s and have more than 36,000 in your 401k, you're doing better than most of your peers. So this is a mid, this is a mid 30 stat really, right? They're not saying obviously if you're 22, listen to this, shout out to 22 year olds, right? But if you're just graduated college, it makes sense you're not gonna have 30K. But this is saying if you're in your mid 30, so essentially 34 to 54, this range, you should have at least 30K saved. This is saying 36,000 by the time you're in your mid 30s. That's how much you need to have saved. That's, a, that's not a lot amount of money, a lot amount. That's not a lot of money. But if you are behind on your 401k or you don't have a high income, you may have been investing, but you don't have a high income. You might be in a situation where your employer doesn't match. You might not be at this 36k. If you're in a low income and your employer doesn't match and you started investing late, you might not be at this 30, $36,000. So that's that's something to remember. Obviously, you know, the number six figures, if you make six figures, usually you got to invest 5% to get a 4% match, right? So that's 9,000, I'm sorry, yeah, 9,000 a year you'd be investing, right? It's going to take you four years to put away 36K 
you know, not respected to the the um the stock market, how much you know your rate of return is. So that's um that, that that's a that's a low number. Like it's a, it's a it's a great number to be above, but as far as 36k in your mid 30s, you're behind, and 61k in your late 50s, you're extremely behind. You have to be on extreme not even a low income because i mean if you're 54 you know 59 and a half right i mean that's like the first time you can start doing some retirement stuff but if you're doing 65 you got 11 years it's going to be hard to get to a million in 11 years if you're at 60k that's relatively being at zero compared to a million but again though this article is saying this is simply a comparison against others your age right this is the age comparison just because you're saving more than they are doesn't necessarily mean you are saving enough as i've just as i just I belabored that point. Many of us will have a long retirement. That means you should have saved a lot of money so you will have enough cash to see you through your golden year. Some experts have suggested saving twice your annual income by 35. Okay, twice annual income by 35. This is saying 36 by mid 30. So 35. So twice your annual income would be 18K for this 36K. All right, so that's letting you know how those numbers would shake out. So if you only have right 36K in retirement, 35, you're probably, okay, I've already said this before. If you are unsure how much you need to save, right, sit down with a financial advisor. Oh, yeah, obviously hit that like button, share, and subscribe, but this is for entertainment purposes only. Don't sue me, sue your mom, and do your own research when it comes to any finance and fitness topics you hear on the Court in the Full Effect podcast. It's never too late to start saving, right, for retirement, but if you're at a young age, right, yeah, you got way more wiggle room. But this thing, if you've been maxing out your Roth IRA, it's only going to take six, well, that's 6500 this year. But, you know, six thousand dollars in six years, like it, it doesn't take that. It's going to take you less than ten years to get thirty-six thousand dollars. So, take action. Get up to three hundred in stock with this new oh secret. Is this, is this an ad? You don't need a thousand dollars to buy a thousand dollars stocks. Yeah, with public. Okay, this is this is an ad. I'm like, what? You can cover an emergency of more than two thousand dollars. Okay, so this is sort of the savings forty five hundred, but then I guess this might be two thousand above that. Miley Fool surveyed found that 47% of Americans have an emergency fund that they can tap into if they need money suddenly. The median amount in such accounts is 2000 Other surveys have found that many people have far less saved for a rainy day, as little as a few hundred dollars. Yes, less than a thousand. So if you think you can comfortably cover an expense of more than 2000 the next time one pops up, you can feel pretty confident that your finances are more secure than those of many Americans. But even if you have more saved than most, you might want to consider putting even more away. Many experts recommend having enough money in emergency fund to cover all right, three to six months of expenses. There we go. If you're not there yet, don't worry, right? But don't stop saving either. Okay, so this is saying this is probably on top of the forty, like the forty five hundred saved slash two thousand for an emergency. Again, ten thousand dollars, like I said, you'll check both of those off. Okay, this is another ad. Pay no interest until October twenty twenty four. You have less than 6,500 in credit card debt. Look at this ad, right? Imagine getting 18 months of 0% on a balance transfer. Then the fourth thing they talk about is 6,500 or less on credit card debt. The average American adult holds a little over 6,500. Surprise, surprise, in credit card debt. Average American also has four credit cards to a lending, uh, according to a lending tree analysis. And the situation appears to be growing worse with time. Yes, debt continues to go up, especially now with inflation. You have less than 6,500 in credit card debt. Your debt load is better than most. By the third quarter of this year, total credit card debt is going to be 925 billion, a 38 billion jump from the first quarter. 
by the third quarter of this year. This article was done in December, so right, yeah, third quarter, I'm thinking, fiscal years, my goodness. According to data from the Federal Reserve Bank in New York, but it's crucial to keep that debt as low as possible going forward, especially true if you plan to retire soon. Yes, if you plan on retiring, having debt is really not the option because then you have to use your retirement money to pay and slash service the debt. And most people, when they're saving for their retirement, whatever that number is, they're not planning on having to use that money that they're going to take as a distribution for their retirement. That's just not most people's mindset. Where they're like, oh, this is how much money I'm going to get in retirement. And some of this needs to continue to go to a mortgage, a car loan, credit card debt, et cetera. Most you're thinking from a debt standpoint would, quote unquote, be medical debt, right? Because your medical expenses are likely going to increase when you're younger. I mean, excuse me, when you're increasing when you're younger, increase when you're older. But outside of that, you really shouldn't be having any debt at all. I mean, you've been working 30, 40, 50 years. You couldn't pay everything off. My goodness. The longer you go without paying off your balance, right? The faster your credit card debt can spiral, right? Okay. Just saying how to manage your credit card debt. Take action. Ask this company to pay off your credit card debt. More ads, more ads. And then the fifth thing. So this, I said, I'm just, this one's going to be quick. Your test was actually. All right. Your, your total net worth is at least 100K. All snap. Net worth is more than just a financial metric used for the richest of the rich. Since your net worth is what remains when you subtract liabilities from assets. Yes, net worth equals assets minus liabilities. It can be a useful calculation for anyone who wants to understand where they stand financially to calculate your net worth, find a total cash value, right? Property, jewelry, investments, et cetera, et cetera. It's even including insurance policies in here as well. So if you went and got that 10 to 12 times a term life, you're going to already, this might, I don't know if this is cash value life insurance though, but if they're including term life insurance here, if you got 10 to 12 times of your income, you know, in term life insurance, you're already going to check this off unless you got crazy student loan debt. Because <laughs> the average income is, Household is 60K in that range, 60K, you have 10 times that, 600K. So, boom. Right, you have to you subtract any debt, right? Mortgage loans, student debt, student debt, and credit card obligations. What left is your net worth? Yep. According to the Federal Reserve 2019 survey, consumer finances, the most recent survey, median net worth of Americans, 35 to 44, stood at 91,300. So, it looks like this survey is going to be in that 35 to 40 range. So, your mid, mid to late 30s, early 40s. Well, this is looking at where you should be for these things. For Americans aged 45 to 54, right, there's a buck 68, 600. Net worth isn't the only way to measure your financial success. So if your net worth isn't over 100K, don't panic. Still, a net worth calculation can tell you which areas of your financial life you need to work on if you want to meet your financial goals. Anything else? Okay, bottom line, they say comparison, right, is thief of joy. So if you don't measure up every single one of these metrics, take some deep breaths. Yeah, it's okay. You kind of want to, I'll go through them again to see which ones you definitely want to check off. Like, look, look at your financial situation, like, right now. There's always time to set new financial goals, right? Empower yourself, take control of your financial future, right? So set your sights on new goals, right? Pay down your debt. Yes, pay down your debt and build your savings. Yes, highly recommend it. Shout out to the first three baby steps, right? Save three to six months of expenses and aggressively pay off all your non-mortgage debt. And remember that you are doing this not out of any desire, right? Don't keep up with the Joneses. Who are the Joneses? Right, shout out to that movie, but for your own quality of life and peace of mind. Boom. All right, so again, let's go to these five things. Okay, net worth of 100K. I wouldn't say this is relative to your age. I would say if you're under 30, it's okay if you don't meet this. If you're under 30 and you don't have a net worth over 100K, that, that's perfectly fine because you, and, you know, honestly, you haven't had the time for compound interest to uh, take effect. But if you're transitioning, you know, out of your 
um, late 20s into your 30s. If you're in that 34, 35 range and up as they're talking about, this is definitely something you want to have already checked off. And always remember, some people don't want to aggressively pay down your debt. But if we're talking about a net worth conversation, paying down your debt also increases your net worth. It's a fact. It's just how the equation works. Again, assets minus liabilities equals net worth. If your liabilities decrease, your net worth by definition is going to increase. So that's something to be mindful of. Some some of your net worth is so low because you got all this debt. Shout out to the student loan episode. But you might have all this student loan debt. That's what's dragging down your net worth. Let's see. Fourth thing, you have less than, yeah, 6,500, right? This sort of ties into the net worth, but no debt, especially no credit card debt. Out of all the different types of debts out there, credit card debt is the one you do not want to have. The interest is outrageous. But definitely, you definitely want to make sure you have zero zero credit card debt. The sixty five hundred is sort of, you know, not clear because then what's your um your total credit limit? Because sixty five hundred for some of you might be a lot of credit card debt versus some of you might have you know thirty forty fifty thousand dollars in accessible credit. So sixty five hundred is not that much to you, but you still want to be at zero dollars. You want to make sure if you're using credit cards, if you choose to, if you're in that small set who has discipline to use credit cards and pay them off every month, you're paying them off every month. Third one. Yeah, you can cover emergency of $2,000. As I mentioned, yep, you want to be at that 10K range. That's where you want to be at bare minimum. If you want to choose to invest some of that money, that's a whole other conversation about liquidity and risk tolerance. But you definitely want to say, hey, I got around 10K just stashed to the side that is just ready to be used in quote unquote a case of an emergency. More than 30K in your 401K. Again, this is like it's talking about the 34 to 54 range. And also when they look at these numbers, remember, I can't remember what episode I discussed this on because we've been doing this almost two years now, but every age range is behind. If they did every age range, every age range is going to be behind as far as how much money they should have saved for their retirement. So $30,000, if they're saying, you know, we're using 34 here to at least have $30,000, $36,000, you're still behind at that age. But hey, that, I mean, that, that's better than nothing. Some people have no money saved in their 401k or saved at all. But $30,000 in your 401k, that's something you should be hitting at if you start investing and taking your match as soon as you start working. And sure, you should have that in under five years. It should take you five years tops, tops, unless the market is just going down the toilet, which, you know, it, it can continue to do. But if you just want to look at how much money you've been contributing, I mean, five years is $6,000. That, that, that's not that much money. I'm going to pull a calculator real quick. If you make 40K, right, and you, you're taking your employer match that everybody says you have to take, which for most people is going to be around a total of 9, 9, uh, 9% for most people. If you're making 40K, that's 3,600, which is going to take you 10 years. But hey, if you graduate at 22, right, you're going to be there. And obviously, you're going to get income increases in a 10-year window. You are going to have some growth in that account because the stock market doesn't work that way. As long as you continuously invest, right, don't pull from it, things like that. But you should definitely, if you've been contributing since you graduated college slash been working 22, 23, and you've been taking that match that whole time, unless your match is one, two percent, you should definitely already be in that 30K range on the lower income. Right. Obviously, the higher income people, if you make six figures, it should take you, you know, two, two to three years tops to get there. And then you have more than forty five thousand dollars in savings again, ten thousand. For me personally, I have all these things. I don't have. I don't have 30k in my 401k yet, but between my, you know, my, I have a rollover. I have a couple of rollovers. I had two rollovers. And when I was at the credit union, I had a pension, and I had a 401k there, and I had to end up. I just had to roll over my 401k that I had there because whatever reason, 
they said I they, they they actually did automatically fidelity, but between my role of IRA, my Roth IRA, and my 401k, which I just started contributing to in 2020, I got over 30k, but not like in my 401k. But I'm gonna hit I'm gonna hit 30k this year. Shout out to shout out to that. Um, obviously, uh, the first what was the first one? What was the first one? 4,500. Y'all know I got the three. I got the three to six months saved, so y'all know I got 4,500 and 2,000. Um, y'all know I have no I have no debt. I mean. <clears throat> We have my my wife's car, which we're getting ready to pay off here in a couple months, but no credit card debt at all. And that's the only debt that she has. And then as far as a car and the net worth, net worth, I'm about to see because the market was so terrible last year. So it, was, it might be under 100K now. <laughs> but uh, I did already have to post that going into 2022, it was above 100K. So we'll, we have to see what it's at the recalculate to see if it's actually still above that six figures. Especially like, does it say we get to include cars in here? any property right cars property so you know definitely we got that so we're definitely probably over that especially combined now on mary so i get to combine it right so we're probably definitely over six figures but all right y'all again like i said this is gonna be a quick one and oh damn under 20 minutes but again those five things in general right have some money saved have the least amount of debt as possible and be investing right those are the three the three things that you can do as far as your financial goals i've said i've already said this before you can save some money you can invest and you can invest some money Right. You want to make sure when you're spending money, the third thing you're paying for things cash. You don't want to be out here with a whole bunch of debt because that's going to stifle your ability to save and invest. Very simple. But all right, y'all remember, again, hit that like button, share and subscribe. Shout out to the YouTube algorithm. If you have any questions and concerns, please leave your comments on the podcast platform. Leave rate and reviews as well. Again, I'm sideline underscore Corey, Twitter, Instagram and TikTok. My co-host Jordan. Stop stalling Jay, Twitter, Instagram and TikTok as well. Then his business page is finally fit 06 Instagram and Facebook. And again, all of our information is in the show notes on YouTube. You can go to finallyfit.live or reach out to Jordan. You probably have to go to finallyfit.live to sign up for the 530 uh, a.m. classes on Monday and Wednesday. Then he's preparing to start beginner classes at 6 a.m. on Tuesday and Thursday, all virtual. You get access to the virtual drive as well. Monthly check in with Jordan and all the other stuff he says he offers on his site because I can't remember everything. Deliver myself by financial coaching services, $50 for one one-hour session a month, $100 for up to one one-hour session a week. Okay, and I think Jordan, let me not, because he was doing a sale. I think he said it was $30. That's how much it's going to be, two two classes a week. So that's eight classes a month or whatever it is. I think it's $60. I don't know. You got to go to finallyfit.live. I can't remember everything. But all right, y'all, again, if you have any questions, just reach out to us. But if not, Remember to save more and say less. Keep making better your best. And I will catch y'all in the next one.